Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good evening, fam. How y'all doing this evening? All right, all right. Y'all give yourself a round of applause for coming out tonight and joining us in such an uh, important gathering. So we gather today right now to pay respect to our sister, you know, uh, the Queen Aretha Franklin, and the, and the contribution that she made as an artist. So I do want to let everybody know that we are recording this. We're going to do us a... It's, this podcast being recorded right now, so, you know, everybody send a shout-out to themselves if y'all won't be heard. But this is being uh, brought by Words, and it's the Words of Music Fest 2018. So I hope that, we, you know, we can keep this thing going, man, because one of the things that we're doing is we collected funds to go toward the adult literacy program here in the city. So a lot of people may not understand the plight that a lot of adults face in this city when it comes down to literacy because we're such a rhythm and music-oriented town that we can hide behind some of our imperfections. But with, uh, with events like this, we're bringing awareness to the fact that you know, there's, a, there's a gap, a huge gap developing between those who can read and those who can't. So that's still an issue in 2018, believe it or not. You know what I mean, family? So, but uh, we, we definitely want to, want, to, want to thank you all again for coming out, man. And send a shout out to Megan Holt for helping put this thing together. So this is also a part of the Black Joy and Justice program track that we have going here. And uh, again, we want to thank y'all. We're going to have some poetry. One of the things that, uh, that, that the Queen was able to do is use art to address social issues and do what we do uh, here in the city, especially art and our poetry. Uh, we believe ourselves as functional artists. You know, we, don't, we don't do poems just to express our desires and just get it off our chest some of the things that we're thinking about. We realize the social impact, and there was not an artist that was able to uh, bring the spiritual and secular world together like Aretha Franklin was able to do, you know, uh, and merge the two and just make good music that was from the soul. Uh, we all been beneficiaries of those songs and we all tapped our toes to those rhythms and things that, that sister was able to vote out. But when you look at her life and the things that she was born to do and was able to do, it's very encouraging and very inspiring. So we have, uh, we have a few people that we're going to we're going to listen to this evening and share their thoughts and share some of their creative expressions as well. We're going to start off our lineup this evening uh, with Dr. Ward. And, and I think he'll come up and tell you a little bit more about himself. But uh, hopefully, for those who are not acquainted with him and his, his, uh, his scholarship, I hope that after y'all have an opportunity to meet with him this evening, we thank you for coming out. Man, how you doing? I want to thank Megan and Kelly Harris and all the people who volunteered and did all the hard work to make words and music in its new iteration happen. Uh, Megan will back me up on this. I was in on the early conversations and I told them, this words and music is no longer elitist. It is gonna be open to the people because the people can't go to jazz and heritage festival anymore. The people can't go to all of nice things that happen at uh, around Jackson Square, but they can come here. And I'm grateful for that. I also would like to add that your support is gonna help people who are Re-entering from incarceration and for those who are incarcerated, we have a special panel tomorrow morning about literacy as a tool against incar incarceration, which doesn't only mean sitting in the jailhouse, 
It means sitting in America. Kelly told me I could only read two poems and I'm going to be a good kid and do that. No, 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 no. I have fellow poets here who also will do two poems. Okay, so uh, being a good Catholic, I decided I should stand in for Pope Francis and canonize Aretha. And I wrote a poem for Saint Aretha. Not anymore do we know or feel anything other than precious memories. Born the day you died. The flames of sound which illuminate what's in the dark and draw its dankness. Not anymore do we knock on doors, tap on window panes. The past that lives forever is a comfort, an instruction of respect for tenderness, a balm for ears grown weary of endless unelected struggles. You're giving the time of day for decades to the air we take as the gift you intended, the gems of purpose that ever sparkle in golden caskets of a soul, of a sound. On the uh, soundtrack, you all heard, think, I ain't going to try to sing it. But I wrote this poem because uh, listening to Aretha, I said, I need a poem entitled, Think Thoughts Thinking. Think. She sang out of the black fire. Of 1968, the smoldering year, what you're trying to do to me, you better think. And we thought, out of vernacular pride, under skin, over bone and blood, our minds on vacation of assassinated dreams, on the freeways of love, our mouths contradicting, our teeth so finely chewing the lotus of revolutions that our eyes would not see what was on the ground when a natural woman sang in a man's world. Me was not she, but we. And the histories we fail to think into with diligence of ice fried our minds and our hair. Death 
begets new valuation, regrets perhaps, that our ears did now and then misconstrue the genius of her voice spun on iconic turntables as the quiet as it's kept. Sound waves carried her power, her iterations of ain't no way but to do right in the house that God built. Think she sings out of the black fire of 1968 what you're trying to do to me after 50 years. Our thoughts do think with overdue respect and treasure for destiny's sake what the queen's soul sanctified in sound for us to make. Me is not she, but we. Thank you, Dr. Ward. Y'all give it up again, man. Keep it moving, man. We have another sister that's doing some phenomenal things here in the city, and uh, it's, it's an honor to know her as well. And too often we take for granted the people in our midst, and oftentimes we tend to respect them and appreciate them more when they're gone. Um, but hopefully that's something that we're going to start to change, you know, as we move forward in our development as, as a people and all, man. But this sister, I ask y'all open your ears and your hearts to receive. I know that she also has uh, books. CDs and some other merchandise that she may want to, you know, tell you all about, man. But again, let's support each other and y'all give our sister Mama Fire your round of applause as she come to the mic. How y'all doing? Good. Thank y'all for showing up. And so I'm going to take off my thing because Aretha inspired me with my sleeves and my head wrap. She was so fabulous. Just a fabulous, fabulous woman. Such an artist. And the part that I love most about her is that she was a healer. And this is how I know it's because her music healed me. And very specifically, I'm going to tell a story about her music, how her music healed me. Um, I've, I'm a therapist, so I provide mental health therapy. And music is very therapeutic especially if it's high vibrational, right? And so there was one song that I can remember how it took me to my healing. And it might not be one that we always think about, but it's one that, whew, as soon as it comes on, I'm ready for it. It's called A Rose. Listen, dear, I realize that you've been hurt deeply 
because I've been there. But regardless to who, what, why, when, and where, we are all precious in his sight. And a rose is still and always will be a rose. My rose sat kicked down in the dirt and although I tried, I attempted to pull up the tender petals, but they tore under the pressure of my fingertips. I tried. All I could do was get up the thorns. So I picked them up, thorn by thorn, and wore them. A crown of thorns I wore. A whore, a closed door a chore, folklore. I wore them all, and blood trickled from my head down to my eyes, but no one saw it in the mirror of my lies. Listen, dear, I realize. Mama? Yes, baby. What's the natural woman. I saw mama's eyes smile, knowing she must have played lady soul one too many times. My five-year-old mind, too wise. She said that I'd know someday and to just keep listening to Aretha sing. Mama, she named me Ayana, the most lovely of flowers, a rose. Red-skinned and tender, never knowing 20 years later I'd see a rose-scented rosary dangling from the hands of my dying past. Mama, she died to pass on her crown made of gold. Listen, dear, I realize that you've been hurt deeply. Heavy was the crown gold. It was much too heavy and old. However, my thorn crown fit perfectly. Those thorns forming into my skin on top of who I'd always been. Sweet smell gone from the hell of the remembrance of abandonment and abuse. Too used to being weak and broken too. So I buried my golden crown. I buried it so far down, 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 right alongside my rose, petrified and putrid by blood, sweat, and tears deep in the mud of all my fears. Listen, dear. No, 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 I'm not listening. My mama's gone and I'm struggling. My babies are asking for their father's end. My heart's been damaged. My mouth is bitter too. Don't tell me about no rose. They wilt and die and I'm sick and tired. Then, as if magic, miraculously, a lyric came through my pain with a simple click of a radio dial. Listen, child, a voice sweet and mild. Listen. Listen, dear. I listened, then the crown in the dirt started to glisten. 
I know you've been hurt deeply. Yes, so deeply, I'm knee deep in misery because I've been there. Thank you for your share, for your wisdom, for your care, for the example, the model of knowing a black woman can make it through. But regardless to who, what, why, when, and where, who, me, what, abuse, why, patriarchy and misuse, when, 6, 10, 14, 17, 18, 21 through 25, 42, 43, stop. Where? New Orleans. We are all precious in his sight. Ah, precious. I am precious. And a rose? Yes, mama. Is still and always will be. Be, be, be a rose. Thank y'all. Y'all know that. Y'all know that Aretha song, the Aretha Franklin song, right? Y'all know that one? That. And uh, this next artist that we're bringing up, I had a chance to meet the brother. Before I met him personally, I was able to be in his city. You know, I was out in Baton Rouge, and they had a, an event going on. So some reunion or something they had going on. And uh, I, I was fortunate enough just to come and hear him. And one thing I always heard coming up is that you judge a person by their enemies. You know, we always hear that. But you also have the ability to tell a lot about a person, about who their friends are, and how the community they live in embrace them. So the people that were in this city at this event spoke so highly of this brother that I was honored to see that he was going to be coming out here to join us in our city to contribute to this night. Uh, so without me going on too much longer, man, we're going to bring our brother up right now for uh, Danny Rose to do his thing, man. And Danny Rose, I apologize, but uh, Danny Rose, come up and do your thing, man. And uh, y'all give it up for our brother. How y'all doing tonight? So, my poems are very brief, so I'm going to spend a little time just talking before them. Um, and I'm kind of trying to decompress. I've been on the road for about, uh, almost about seven hours today. So, um, I went with my wife to Jackson, Mississippi, her best friend, uh, had a baby shower. And so... The, the, the trip from Baton Rouge to Jackson is right around two hours and 50 minutes. And from Jackson to New Orleans, pretty much the same distance. So it was pretty interesting to be out there today because, as I mentioned, my wife's friend is about to uh, have her child within a month. And the way the cycle of life works is that I was here last weekend burying my first cousin. Uh, Keisha Peaches Caldwell, 
who's a very uh, known spoken word poet and organizer in the city of New Orleans, right? And so, you know, the reason why, a large part of the reason why I do this is because of her and her legacy and what she modeled for me, right? And so again, just kind of speaking to the cycle of life, a week ago, I was watching someone who I love, um, who had passed two weeks prior, but we officially sent her home. And today, I watched, you know, a friend um, celebrate what is now to be uh, a child forthcoming, right? Um, but about why we're here and about the Aretha Franklin poems, I'm going to quickly say this before I get into my first poem, because like I said, they're not long. A few months before Aretha Franklin died, for some unbeknownst reason, um, and my wife can attest to this, I just started pulling up random Aretha Franklin phones through my Apple Music. And I'd be in the kitchen, like, washing dishes or whatever, and I'm playing, like, Spanish Harlem, and I'm playing, you know, Till You Come Back to Me. And I, and I don't even know why, right? This was a good, I want to say, three or four months before she transitioned. And I'm not sure if the universe was telling me at the time to really like lock in and to really like honor and cherish this music because the vessel that gave it to us would not be around much longer. But the beautiful thing about when people create something that is longstanding and something that is dynamic and epic is that it never leaves. So in the same manner that I can go home and go to YouTube and hear one of my cousin's spoken word poems or read her book, I don't have to look very far to pull up the amazing music of Aretha Franklin. It's all around. It's eternal. It will be here, right? Um, so I'm going to get into reading the first poem. It's super short. Um, for this poem, I wrote it um, in reference to when Aretha Franklin did the inauguration uh, performance when Barack Obama was first uh, brought into office in 2008. <clears throat> or 2009 inauguration. But you know what I'm saying. Like in 08. Aretha sang at Obama's inauguration, belted out lyrics about this being a sweet land of liberty. The ghost of displaced Africans visited the National Mall as the guests and not the helper. We all knew that there was no eight-year solution to a 390-year plan of bondage, but in the moment, we suspended our disbelief, exalted the brown leader and his penny-colored kin, trusted the queen mother to sing us into new beginnings the same way she sang us over troubled waters. All right. This other poem I actually wrote yesterday. Um, so I was looking at some information. Um, for those of you all who may not have heard this, there's about to be a documentary coming out about uh, Aretha Franklin's recording of the album Amazing Grace. So um, Amazing Grace was a live recorded album that took place in 1972 uh, at a church in Watts. Um, I talk about it in the poem, but just as a, as a quick, I guess, um, yeah, quick reference. So. Over a two-day period, Aretha Franklin recorded Amazing Grace in a church in Watts, California. Um, there were cameras rolling at the time, but 
after she did the recording, she was pretty adamant about the documentary never like coming out. So a couple of months before she passed away, the conversation revisited itself. She was still kind of skeptical because she felt that the release of the documentary would function almost as a eulogy. Now she said this before, like well before um, her condition had taken its toll. But um, Amazing Grace is one of the top selling, maybe the best selling gospel album of all time. And at the point in which the live recording took place, Aretha Franklin had already um, accumulated multiple Grammys and like broke records doing pop and R&B. So it was essentially a return to her roots. So that's what this, this, that is what this poem is about. <clears throat> It is 1972, and the Queen of Soul is laying her crown at the foot of an organ in a Watts church. For two nights, her soprano alto belts out the good word and amazing grace the album is both born and christened nearly seven years after the riots attempted to burn the blackness right out of the city. It is five Grammys and 20 albums since Reverend C.L. Franklin's baby girl placed her anointed voice on wax to sing the gospel of her origins. And as the cameras rolled, the spirits conjured inside New Temple Missionary Baptist dodged the paparazzi but made a cameo with every note Aretha floated to the heavens and the pop diva gave her God a double platinum offering, converted a few souls, started her eulogy 46 years in advance, and this was Aretha at her finest, reviving an audience of weary souls and gifting them a better resolve. What a friend we had in her melodies. What a privilege it was to carry all our burdens to the closest audio device to let Aretha heal us like only she knew how. Thank y'all. One of the things I want to mention about Aretha Franklin is I, in, in, in just studying her life and realizing that, you know, when each of us leave, there'll be so many people who love us, people who hate us telling our story. And this is something I talked to uh, Brother Shaq about, one of the projects that you wanted to mention. Uh, and I don't know, you know, where we are in the process right now, but he had extended the opportunity for several artists to begin to tell their own stories. Um, because sometimes people know us from a situation, and that situation can give you an impression of the whole person. When in reality, we are a whole person outside of our one exchange, uh, our one offense that we make, make toward a person. So even though those of us in here, we may have been offended by loved ones, and we have a responsibility to see that person as a whole person and not just the sum total of that decision, whether bad or good decision that they made, right? So as artists, I want to thank y'all for appreciating Aretha Franklin, and I, I ask that we keep her name and her legacy alive for as long as we can, but also understand the value, like I said before, that each of us have a fingerprint and each of us have a unique responsibility to leave our mark on the world. And when we gone, man, what do we want people to say about us? What do we want people to gather and say, this is our life work. So let's do this in honor of our brother, our sister's memory, all right? We still have a lot of time left. And with all the problems in the world that we see right now, 
it's ample opportunity for us to show forth our good character, right? Uh, but I got my brother coming up next, man. I wish I had more time, dude, to just talk about you, bro, and, and, and the value that you give to the art form because, again, there's a lot of people, especially black men in the community, who shun away from being able to be identified as artists, you know, being be able to be identified as people who are serious about literature. There's a culture that's been created here, you know, that me and a lot of my friends have been fighting against for a long time, right? So we thank you again for bringing this event to the community because there's so many people who understand the value of the word, the written word, the spoken word, and, and actually are advocates of getting that word across. So this brother, he performs on stage, on, uh, uh, you know, in theaters, on in, in holding the wall, spots in garages, with rap groups. I mean, this brother's been doing some phenomenal work. So to be grown with this man for over the, you know, the last 20 years, man, it's been an honor to see this brother develop into the man that he is now. So I asked him to come on up here, you know what I mean, and say a few words that y'all can appreciate. Good evening, family. How y'all feeling? You know, uh, when uh, I talked to Kelly about doing this uh, event, I was really excited. Uh, like a lot of us, I grew up in a household with Aretha Franklin playing on Saturdays. And, you know, she is the soundtrack for many things, uh, weddings, funerals, fights. Uh, <laughs> You know, she had a song for every occasion. And uh, it just, uh, I'm honored to be here to pay tribute to her and also honored to be in front of you all to share some words. This first piece is, uh, speaking of sharing, is a, uh, is dedicated to Aretha Franklin, Muhammad Ali, and Michael Jackson. It's called Who I've Been. I've been the hopes of my fathers. I've been the dreams of my mothers, the hero of my sisters, and the soul of my brothers. I've been good to the last drop. I've been bad to the bone. I've been a one-man army that fought all alone. I've been lost at sea. I've been lost in the woods. I've been mistreated, misquoted, and plain old misunderstood. I've been washed in the blood. I've been baptized by smoke. I've been faulted by my silence and persecuted when I spoke. I've been grandma's baby and papa's pride. I've been the villain's truth when the hero lied. I've been a superhero and a super zero. I've been far and near and paralyzed by fear. I've been bought and sold. I've been hot and cold. I've been the master teacher and the no good preacher. I've been God and the devil. I've been the savior and the sinner, the winner and the loser, the veteran and the beginner. I've been Ogun's hammer. I've been Oshun's touch. I've been color girl suicide when the rainbow was enough. I've been a raisin in the sun withered and still sweet. I've been that last piece of coal that still gives off heat. I've been high John the Conqueror. I've been Marie Laveau. I've been Dessalines. I've been Saint Malo. 
I've been in your nightmare. I've been in your whimsy. I've been your foundation. I've been flaccid and flimsy. I've been all the rage. I've been played out. I've been king on the stage, then kicked out the house. I've been all and nothing. I've been earth in the sky. I've been and will keep on being. Oh my, oh my, oh my. This is simply titled Aretha. The words don't come easy. The songs seem too numerous to name. How do I pick my favorite? Your genius is ample in every note, in every sample. You praised, loved, lusted, distrusted, uplifted, and shifted what it meant to be young, black, and gifted. Empowered your sisters and shamed some of, some of the misters with notes and quotes from the first queen of soul. A sight to behold, the depth of control you had over voice and melody, amazed we were at you, who fit so comfortably in the ballroom and the church house, the concert stage and the White House. You sang for the world and we followed you wherever your voice traveled, making the space fit you rather than you it. Never one to mince words or backtracks or backtrack. Your stand was your own, like your voice. Singular, not an echo of others, though many tried. Even more looked for your guidance. Most just watched and listened and heard and experienced your royalty whenever the chance presented itself. On record, tape, eight track, cassette, CD, MP3, whatever format. From way back then to right now, I just sit back and exclaim, wow. Cause ain't no other like you who did it or ever gonna do it, the truest. You know, I heard them say, the queen is dead. Well, I say, long live the queen. And when I start to miss your voice, I simply think of you and dream. Love to read the Franklin tonight, huh, folks? Appreciate that, Chris. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get ready to see, uh, to listen to our sister Kelly Harris DeBerry over here. Uh, but before we do that, I want to remind everybody that this, after we finish the feature lineup, that we're opening the mic to anybody that's in the audience that would have anything to share with us. Uh, whether it's about Aretha Franklin or whether it's about your heart and what's on your mind, we ask that you share and share with an open heart. So we're going to be here a few. But I also want to send a shout-out to Whiskey and Sticks right here. This place is, is pretty phenomenal. It's a good look. I, I, I like the number of people in here. 
you know, we ask that, that we do patronize the business as well. There's some things that I'm sure they'll help us out with whatever our drink of choice is for the evening. But uh, let's keep this going. You know what I mean? Let, let's come back and we hang out and make this a spot. You know, Bayou Road is a phenomenal space. Uh, throughout the day, they have several venues, I mean, establishments on this stretch that we could uh, patronize, come down and visit. Uh, bookstores, cafeterias, and a number of different things. So we ask that y'all come back to this area and uh, come back with your dollars, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and contribute. It, it takes money, you know what I mean? So with that being said, we want to bring our sister up. You ready to do your thing, sis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to bring up Naomi's mother uh, next. I don't know how many people know that, but that's her new title. She won't elaborate when she get up here. She can, but she has a phenomenal daughter, one of the most special people I ever met. And, you know, they always say you judge the tree by the fruit that it bears. You know what I mean? So the character of her daughter, man, the, the character of her as a person, I mean, it speaks volumes. So we want to thank you for, you know, what your input was with bringing this event together. And thank you again for showcasing and highlighting this part of the city and these people that have something to contribute to this whole movement. So Kelly Harris the Berry. How y'all doing? All right. Standing room only. Wow, I didn't see all y'all in the back when um, I was sitting. I want to thank everybody for coming. Um, I had the honor of curating the Black Joy and Justice track. So um, we've talked to DJ Soul Sister. We have Maurice Ruffin, who's sitting here. Y'all need to check this man's book out. And so he's about to blow up and blow New Orleans up. So you should definitely check that out. We had uh, Christina K. Robinson earlier this week. We had a lot of different people um, that came through and really uh, blessed our spirits. So. Thank y'all for believing in me and having the vision to um, go on this journey with me. The first poem I'm going to do is called <laughs> How to Die Like a Diva. <laughs> to be eternal, you got to be extra. Got to stretch death out around the corner. Feed the people your life. Let it linger around the rim of their lips. You want them to talk forever about you. And remember this day like a family reunion. You want to be on the living room mantle, framed on the front of someone's t-shirt. You need ministers and messy people and a big old goodbye to this altar you've become feels good to pass away and be passed on like an, an inheritance. Oh, you got to die, leaving people a story to tell. This is show business, the final stage. Need a grief so grand nobody can stop watching. You were saved to be the world's headline. It's the diva way, a black ritual. Gotta keep it real and really long and out of order and over time and CP time with no apologies to white people. See, going up yonder is a sacred spectacle. Gotta have a mega church, Cadillacs, 
skyscraper hats and the ushers waiting for the fall and the weeping and an organ sending signals to heaven. See, if you gonna die like a diva, it's gotta be planned and a little petty. Gotta show them how to love the Lord and luxury and casket sharp men. A diva died with expectations and her feet crossed unbothered, wearing the devil's favorite color. Soon as Aretha entered the pearly gates, she asked all the angels, how do I look? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I mean, if you're going to die, die big, you know? Look, dial go home, right? Um, <laughs> um, this, this next poem is called um, One Faith, one, one Lord, One Baptism, One Aretha. Um, so, yeah. And thank you all again for having us and having me. Take us to church, Riri. Dip every no count in the holy tears of every woman needing to rise again. Play that righteous rhythm that comes from the riverside. Put a God on us. We can't deny that soul clap, pew moan, field holler that says it all for all of us. Black named, nicknamed, sounds like kinfolk, a bloodline of blues, spirit be on you, heavy and holy aretha under the sweat of god surrendering pain for the promised land how you got over we'll never know the scars under your shimmy the worry in your wink must be some miracle working its way up your church throat spelling out r-e-s-p-e-c-t in a love language sweet enough to understand Give me my propers when you come home is scripture that'll cut a boy into a man. I ain't asking for much, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Re, 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 re. Just a little bit of re, re, and a black woman starts re-evaluating the reasons for her relationship gave every woman a revival, poured anthems, amens, and ashe from her flesh. Soloist of our struggle made us show enough feel good to be woman and big and big-breasted and natural and ordinary black. I can still see the little Detroit girl in your woman face, hear the swag of your daddy's voice. You our mother's battle cry in the wind. Who gonna sing our glorious flaws from the gut now? Who gonna sing our glorious flaws from the gut now? Who can sing us steady when company come around? Aretha, Aretha, sing us back to the grace we all need. Sing us out of our bodies. Take us away again.
it up for your host. Give it up for your host. I text him like, I need you. <laughs> he was like, I got you, I got you. And um, this brother is so talented. Peter, he won't really talk about himself, but he is uh, a phenomenal landscaper. I mean, just like has a beautiful gift with the land, with, with grass and trees and flowers. And, um, and he really uses that to build the community. And so when he talked about my daughter, my daughter was trying to plant some flowers and they, it, it, it didn't look good. And so I said, well, let's call Peter and see if he'll come over. And they had like a whole day and he worked with her and taught her how to dig her hands in the dirt and um, grow something beautiful. So thank you for that. Thank y'all.